Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone, and happy Sunday. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating specialist and founder of singleinthecity.ca. And thank you, everybody, again for joining me tonight. Um, Well, how can self-love lead to stronger intimate relationships? Tonight, we're joined by Davida. She's a registered nurse. She's a Tantra coach, and she's a sexpert. She's the founder of Yes Tantra, where she helps clients deepen connections, enhance their communication skills, and share deeper love and intimacy. Tonight, we're going to be discussing why self-love is so important how it can lead to stronger intimacy with your partner, and how to become more confident in yourself sexually. Yes, sexually. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me tonight, Davida. It's a pleasure to be here. It's my favorite topic, so thanks for the invitation. Well, Davida is a superstar in her field, honestly. I met her as well on Clubhouse. She's one of my sexperts in my Friday night rooms on Clubhouse. She's absolutely amazing. I love hearing you speak, Davida. And I'm like, I have to have her on my show. So here you are, and welcome, welcome, welcome. So first oh, of all... I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Let's go. <laughs> so, so first of all, I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you do. Um, that is Tantra. That's a big part of what you do. Um, Would you like to explain what Tantra is and and why this is something that you think people should learn more about? Oh, I'd love to. So Tantra really changed my life. I had an amazing life shift when Tantra came into my life and such amazing healing. And Tantra is ancient practices and tools from India. um, And I like to kind of tweak some of them and they're made modern and effective for your everyday life. But these tools, a lot of people think Tantra is just about sex. And while the byproduct of Tantra in these practices is it does benefit your sex life, it's really about transformation and how to have this amazing healing within yourself. And when you're able to have this transformation, the world just, you show up differently in the world and the world responds to you differently. So the word Tantra is a Sanskrit word, which means like expanding consciousness or weaving or looming things together. And so you bring all these practices together to be empowered and really like Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the top of self-actualization. It really gives you tools to help you with self-actualization. And um, when we talk about weaving or looming, I like to weave in my knowledge as a nurse in the medical field, the anatomy and physiology of the body, how the body works, and then these metaphysical aspects and the spirituality of these practices that Tantra offers. And bring those together to really empower people to experience a life that their heart desires. So Tantra is really about transformation and self-empowerment. And how did Tantra, you said that it changed your life. How did it change your life? Oh my goodness. In so many ways. Um, I was interested in Tantra a decade prior to my first experience with it, but like so many people, I felt like that I needed to have a lover to begin And so I bought a book on Tantra, and then I shelved the book thinking, all right, when I manifest this person that has the same interest, and if I would have opened the book, I would have seen like, wow, you know, it starts with me, uh, and I'll share more about that later. So then I, you know, took this book, traveled from Texas to Los Angeles, and then I met someone 
I met a lover who had studied Tantra for a year, had dated a Tantra coach. And, you know, for me, I was operating at the time more like Samantha from Sex in the City. And I was, I'm a Scorpio, you know, a very Scorpios are like the sex sign of the Zodiac. And I was very heavily in my masculine energy. So I was kind of like, you know, I can handle sex just like the men do and not catch feelings and, you know, call the shots. And as long as I'm using condoms and being safe, then, you know, everything is just fine, but not understanding the energetics behind everything. And when I had this first experience with a lover that had these skills, I was able to experience prolonged states of pleasure, ecstatic bliss for five hours at a time and without any other substances or anything in my body. And that's when I had what I call my awakening. And with uh, like, if you've heard of Kundalini yoga, Kundalini is working with your chakras and your energy centers and Tantra works with those energy centers too. And that energy from my root chakra and my lower chakras was able to go shoot all this pleasure and bliss and energy through my energy centers. I know this sounds very woo and my third eye popped open and I had an amazing awakening and I wasn't expecting that, you know, and I didn't even know at the time that this person had studied Tantra. And then later he shared with me, he was like, I want to introduce you to one of my coaches on Tantra because you're naturally Tantra without even knowing what it is. And so, you know, it's just been such an amazing journey. I had a lot of deep healing with this. I was able to heal the intimacy blocks I had. I was very guarded and afraid to open my heart and be vulnerable. And I was really trying to lead relationships and lead so much of my life from my masculine energy and be in control and be tough. And when I started being able to lean more into my feminine energy and be able to open my heart and live life more from a place of love instead of fear, the world just expanded and opened up for me. And also when I share about Tantra, it's about expanding consciousness, your awareness, and that's exactly what happened for me. I love it. You know, and we're going to be hosting a summit uh, under the Single in the City Club. And uh, you're going to be a part of that. And I'm I'm hoping that, you know, one of the things that you're going to teach in the summit will be Tantra. And I can't wait for that because I want to learn more about Tantra, you know. Um, and you mentioned that Tantra is something that you don't necessarily need a partner, you know, to get into it. And um, I'm thinking, should I be practicing with Tantra with someone that I'm in love with? Because I feel that... I would probably develop like this deep emotional connection with someone, right? And I wouldn't want to just do that with anybody. But what are your thoughts on that? That's such a great question and such a great awareness to bring to this conversation. A lot of times couples, like I work with singles and couples, and sometimes I'll have couples will come to work with me, but maybe they're not sure about the relationship or they're questioning. Maybe there's some unhealthy patterns in the relationship. They're not sure if they, maybe they want to get a divorce. So then as a last straw, they'll think about working with me and I have to have a conversation with them and let them know, is this really what you're choosing? Do you really want to maybe be long-term with this person? Because these tools and techniques I'm going to share with you are going to give you this soulful connection with this lover and deepen that bond. And is this someone that is safe for you to bond with? Have they been abusing you in some way, disrespecting you, not honoring your boundaries? Like, so you don't want to deepen a connection with someone if the relationship is unhealthy. You don't want to salvage an unhealthy relationship with these tools. 
you want to use these tools with awareness and with that intention and with having like intentional dating, dating with intention, having that intention of growing and really bonding in a healthy way with that person. So definitely you want to be selective who you use these um, practices with because it will deepen that bond and that love and that connection that you have with them. So are they worthy of connecting with on that in that way is, is a really important question to ask yourself before you proceed. It's so interesting. And I would think that Tantra would be um, almost like the feeling that you would get from Tantra would be that fairy tale feeling that most people are looking for. You know, that like that deep connection with someone. Am I correct in saying so? Yeah, so often in in this world, we're craving that deeper heart connection yes. with the lover. Yes. You know, we really want to have that open-hearted experience and that deep intimacy. And so often in our society, we're not, you know, we're not taught how to have healthy relationships. We're not even taught how to have a lot of amazing pleasure in our body. These topics can be so taboo. And whenever we're intimate with a partner, or I won't say intimate, maybe whenever we're you know, having love making or we're being, you know, having a sexual experience with a partner, a lot of times we can be with a person skin to skin and on a superficial level that we are holding aspects of ourselves back or we have fears and we're not, we're guarded and we are still wearing a mask. And so we're not able to meet with that partner on a soulful, deep connection. So when we keep these walls up and then we have these intimacy blocks in our way, we're not able to have that depth of connection and have that soulful connection with a person. So we, in society, we're taught these ways of having superficial sex. And then we wonder why am I having superficial relationships? Well, your relationship can only go as deep as your intimacy can go. So when you're able to have a depth of connection and more depth in your intimacy, and you can be with someone on a soulful level and really drop your walls, drop the illusions and honor that person with this intimacy and it's an honoring of one another and allowing yourself to be fully seen and, and being willing to fully see someone else and love them unconditionally and meet in that space and honoring the divine in your lover and in yourself is a game changer. And that's when you have those soulful connections and relationships. But it requires us to be able to have soulful sex and Tantra gives you that ability. I love hearing you speak. I really do. Um, now that well, this, since we're talking about that soulful connection, you also talk about something called the soul gasm. Okay, a soul gasm. Let's talk about it. Yes. <laughs> what is a soul gasm, and how is this something that? Uh, well, how do we get to it? How do we get to a soul gasm? I love this question. When I had my first awakening, I describe it as me having my first orgasm. And with that, what I'm meaning is I could feel the depth of that pleasure, like into the core of my being, into my soul. Like it literally was life changing. And at this point in my life path, I was 44. I had done a lot of self-help books and a lot of things to try to get healing. But really this moment was pivotal for me, pivotal for me. So just being able to have that depth of that soulful connection with someone can open up a whole possibility of other experiences for you in your life, but on a soulful level and having those soulful connections and experiences. I want to talk about this uh, a little bit more when we come back after the break. 
Um, I want to talk or continue talking about soulgasms, but I also want to talk about loving yourself and how Tantra can help you gain more confidence in the bedroom. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Well, welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host with my special guest, Davida, and we are talking about how self-love can benefit you personally and romantically. And before the break, we were talking about soulgasms and uh, how we can start having soulgasms. So let's continue with that conversation. Well, I would think that so many of us would have a fear, that fear of having a soulgasm um, because you're being vulnerable and you could potentially get hurt. What do you have to say about that? (laughs) I could be one of these people. And it's understandable. So many of us have a fear of being hurt because of past hurts. So we create, you know, this armor and we put these walls up and we feel like we're protecting ourselves. But more often than not, those very walls that we're placing up are actually holding us back from having a deeper connection and having more powerful experiences with other people. So it's really important to just be able to have the boundaries, healthy boundaries for yourself and be able to recognize healthy partners. And that happens when we have healthy relationships with ourselves that begin to trust and operate more from a place of love instead of fear and not allow our fears to win and have us playing small. Because we're just going to have more superficial relationships that lack that depth and lack that soulful connection when we're guarded and when we're holding back and we're operating and and making decisions from a place of fear instead of love. And it's not easy to be so open-hearted, but it's so worth it. Well, thank you for that, Davida. So one of the things that you're very vocal about is how important self-love can be. Uh, both for yourself and for your partner. Why do you think that self-love is something that we should put more emphasis on? Self-love, when in Tantra, Pete Tantra focuses on self-love and your heart chakra. And when I first had this experience with a lover and I started this journey with Tantra, self-love is the very thing that helped me heal. It helped me heal old patterns that I was having of attracting unhealthy partners and relationships. It helped me to begin to love myself in such a healthy way. And when I was able to source love, a healthy love for myself and feel it's such a, like you've got to fill your own cup up with your self-love and then the overflow from that cup is what you have to offer and share with someone else. So often we can lack self-love and then we are trying to quote unquote love someone else that we're, we're giving that love from a place of scarcity where our cup is empty and then resentments can build up because we're not even able to source this first for ourselves. And when we give from a place of scarcity, that creates some unhealthy dynamics and future resentments in the relationship. And that's not truly giving. We can't truly give to someone else what we don't have. So when we start to have self-compassion for ourselves, self-love for ourselves, and we understand how to have this healthy relationship within ourselves, then we approach relationship from a healthier place and we're actually able to recognize this in a potential mate. We can see what is their self-love game like? How is the relationship with themselves? Because people can only meet you as far and as deeply as they've met themselves. So 
first it starts with that relationship with you because relationships are a mirror to yourself. So how you relate to yourself is going to be how you relate to everyone else in the world, whether it's just a lover, a friend, a business relationship, all relationships can be transformed by you first having this healing with self-love. So by you being your own best lover, you attract better lovers and better opportunities in life as well. It's just a magnet for what your heart desires. I love that. I mean, how can we expect others to love us if we don't love ourselves, right? Um, So, okay, so what advice do you have for someone who maybe would like to try Tantra out for themselves, like as a form of self-love? Where should they get started? Uh, one of the things that I do have for people to begin with is I have an ebook, The 12 Days of Self-Love, and it's an intro to Tantra, and it goes over a lot of different things and has some videos in there as well. And it shares all the things that I started to do to heal myself from heartbreak and start to attract better lovers. So some of those things are what is your energetically, what is your self-talk like? Do you allow negative self-talk? Because how we talk to ourselves really matters. We're listening to ourselves all the time. And so it's important that we give ourselves compassion and love and we let go of some of those old conditioning tapes, or maybe it's a tape or a pattern from a parent that would scold us or diminish us in some way. And we don't even know that subconsciously this tape is still playing. So starting to be having more compassion for ourselves. And using positive affirmation. Yes. Exactly. Affirming, mirror work. So many of those practices are self-love and so healing for you. So that's where I would begin. I would begin with that. And then even a meditation practice can help because when you meditate, that is so healthy for you because you're able to tap more into yourself and let go of the voices that really don't serve you or, or be aware of energy. You're also more sensitive to energy. Like who are you surrounding yourself with? Like people are either energetically, they're either a faucet or a drain. Are you choosing to be around a lot of people that are draining your energy? So part of self-love is having a healthy boundary and realizing Sometimes we want to say yes to everyone else, but every time you say yes to someone else, remember you're saying no to yourself. So honor your yeses and nos and be sure that if you agree to something, it's something that you really want to be a full, a full body yes to. If, it's, if there's a doubt there or anything like that, leave it as a no for now. Be able to say no so that you can honor yourself and say yes to yourself. I love that too. Now, what about people who want to try Tantra for themselves? Like, I know that you, we were speaking on the phone, you're talking about mere practices and that sort of thing. Yes, and when you start doing Tantra for yourself, so many people, again, like I thought, the misconception that I needed a lover, and that delayed my journey by 10 years. And I, I can't even imagine where my life would be now if I would have started applying these tools to my life and started having a better life 10 years earlier. Um, but everything in its timing, um, all timing is divine. But just starting this with yourself and knowing, even if when I work with people that are married, if their partner, sometimes their lover won't know or their spouse won't know that they're doing this work with me and they start showing up differently in that relationship because they start healing certain aspects of themselves and then the relationship starts changing. And so, you know, it's in Hollywood, there's that narrative of like, you complete me. No, we need to come to relationships whole and complete, not saying perfection, but we need to be aware of those things and know how to source love for ourselves. And so one way to do this to begin also is just take the love languages quiz of over the five love languages. Take that quiz. You can Google it online and find that and then find out what are your top three love languages and how can you honor yourself every day by 
loving yourself in one of those ways that are your top love languages as a self-love exercise. That's one powerful way to begin. I used to, I used to um, have two top ones. Now I like resonate with all of them. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, acts of service uh, and then physical touch. And now, now I'm like, no, but wait, I like gifts too. And wait, I like words of affirmation. And wait, I like quality time. Oh no, I love them all. <laughs> yes, and so just rotate them all in the mix. Like rotate those things around. And I noticed. My love language has changed after this time that we have had so much distance from other people. Um, used to physical touch was one of my top ones, but then when I was being celibate for a while and I wasn't receiving physical touch, then other love languages like words of affirmation, those became more important because then how I'm communicating with people when there's distance, that became more important to me. So as different, we're having different experiences in life or as we're evolving and growing and changing, these aspects of ourselves can change. So it's always good to, to check in and see, get an update on what your love languages are and always communicate with a partner and know with a lover. I, I share this in my ebook. What are your love languages so you're able to communicate with each other in a loving way and, and to feel that love from one another? I love having that love language talk early. Early. Yes. Like, very early and you can even talk about it on the first date because it's not like you're asking anything overly personal it's like hey how do you like to receive love <laughs> it's it's not rocket science yeah. you know and you don't yeah and you can definitely ask that it's not something you know that you're asking too soon if you want to ask it right away that's something I just like to talk about and it's a conversation starter too right so Perfect. Me too. And the person that I recently met and we began dating, our first conversations through text before we had our first date was about identifying our love languages. It's, it's so important that we know this because it's almost like if, you're, if your love languages don't match up, sometimes it's almost as if you're speaking a foreign language to your lover. So where is that language barrier going to be or present your relationship? if you're not communicating effectively, if you're speaking such different love languages. So it's really good to know that because you'll be able to understand and you, and if you're matching more, your top love languages match, things will flow more easily for you. So it's good to have an awareness of that as you're beginning the relationship. Yes, I agree. And if you communicate with your what your love languages are early on and that partner can't meet you there, they just can't, they're not showing up for you, then you have your answer early. You don't have to waste any more time. Yeah. It's better to find out sooner than later. And also yes. another important question I ask partners when I first start dating them or if I'm interested in dating them is like, you know, share with me how you were hurt in your childhood. Like, what are your childhood wounds? Like, we definitely want to know that so you're not touching those wounds and triggering your partner. You know the parts that they're sensitive to. I also like to ask if you, you want to ask in a roundabout way on a first date, they have a relationship with their family. I always ask them, like, who, you know, who inspires you in your life? Who are the people that you are closest to that you look up to? Yes, that makes sense. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more on loving yourself and how Tantra can help you gain more confidence in the bedroom. We'll be back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 
It's Sunday night, and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca with tonight's guest, expert Davida. And we're getting back to our chat on how self-love and pleasure can lead to stronger, intimate connections. And I'd love to get into the conversation about confidence in the bedroom now. Now, for a lot of people, feeling confident in the bedroom is something that we're a little ashamed to explore for whatever reason. Um, And this can be related back to our intimate relationships as well, right? Or maybe relationships we had as children and you know, we have that negative self-talk sometimes happening when we're having sex and we're just so insecure with our bodies and, like, you know, what if my boobs are sagging? What if I got stretch marks and he's looking at them? Or And, we're, you know, we get in our heads and we we just can't enjoy the moment. So how can we overcome this fear of judgment and gain that confidence that we want in ourselves when we're having sex? I love this question. The confidence comes initially with starting self-love practices. And then when I work with my clients, we do some self-love practices and affirmations with mirror work. And then we get into some really edgy practices of doing self-pleasure rituals, even in front of a mirror. So you start to see yourself how you are in your turn on, how your body looks. And, you know, of course, have some nice lighting, some candlelight, things like that. But that way you can fully see your power because we radiate, we look differently than when we're just looking in the mirror and we can be like picking ourselves apart. So it's common for us to have something that we may not like, a body part, or we're self-conscious about a certain area on our body, or like you said, childhood experiences, maybe we were bullied or teased for something, right? But just know when our lover is seeing us, they're seeing with the eyes of a lover, right? And they are enjoying these aspects of our body and they see us as a whole person and they're not focusing on that one aspect where we may focus on and we tend to like tear ourselves down that way. And so just know like when they're in their turn on and they're not looking at you that way, just like if you're with a lover and they have a pimple or something, let's say, you're not sitting there and being like, oh, I don't know that I want to be with them because of that pimple. Like you're turned on, you're enjoying their body. So being able to be present in the moment, which meditation also helps you with, and to have love for your body and know that we're imperfectly perfect. No one is totally perfect. And the things that we may be self-conscious about maybe the exact things that they love. I have one celebrity client and he loves stretch marks. He's like, calls them like the tiger marks. He thinks they're so beautiful. You know, people can have a different perspective. The thing that you may not enjoy might be something they enjoy so much. And when I was modeling, I was friends with a, a photographer who loved to date plus size models. And when I spoke with him about it, something that hit me so profoundly was he was like, I enjoy their body so much. But when I'm with them, the thing that makes it not fun is a lot of times they don't like their body. So here's someone that's wanting to romance them and adores their bodies and all the curves and everything that comes with that but then the person is having such a negative relationship with their body that they're not even able to fully show up and allow someone to enjoy that because they're being so self-conscious so it's really important to have this self-compassion this self-love and know that you're beautiful and thank your body it carries us through this world and it does so many magnificent things for us and our bodies are made of 70 percent water right so if you look at the study of the man who spoke to the ice, to the water, and then it made ice cubes, it's like a moto that 
Um, and when negative things were said, the ice would formulate as like cloudy images. And whenever loving things were said, it would make these beautiful crystals. So if your body's 70% water, how you talk to it matters because 70% of you is listening and tuning in even to your subconscious thoughts. So self-love and, and banishing negative self-talk are the first steps to begin with that. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I never dated anybody that was perfect. Never. Um, and, you know, one thing that's amazing is um, you'll find if you're in love with someone, you don't notice the little things that they may be insecure about. You know, they'll point things out and you're like, I don't see it. I don't notice it. You may have noticed it when you first started dating, but then you start to overlook things. And then eventually, like, you just don't notice certain things. When you're in love with someone, you see past those things. They may be insecure about it, but you don't notice it. Do you find that? Yes, that's so true. And the other thing is, whenever people look at us, they're looking at the full picture, you know, and they're not focusing on those things. And we get so used to looking at ourselves that we forget to tap into the magic of what we really fully have to offer of what we look, because our looks become so ordinary to us because we see ourselves every day. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, remember your lovers looking at you in this way of like honoring, they're really attracted to you. They want to be with you for a reason. There's something that, that sometimes it's that the energy, right. Of how you're showing up. And so if you can radiate that sexiness is everything. I remember meeting a woman and she you know, had cellulite on her legs and she was heavier and she would wear these short shorts and she had, she wore those with, she rocked those things with so much confidence mm-hmm. and her energy and her radiance. I mean, it was like, she was sexy. There was no denying how sexy she was. And it was so beautiful to watch her show up so powerfully. So it's really important that we remember to do that for ourselves. Yeah. Because our energy or our doubt, like our doubt, the energy of us not feeling good can be felt by our lover. So another thing that can really hold people back, especially intimately, is the hurt from past relationships. Now, you do something interesting to help people get past this. It's called cord cutting. It's a little woo-woo, but how does it work? Oh, I love this. It is woo, but it is powerful. We create these energetic soul ties with lovers, and even though you can't see these cords of attachment, they are present. So you're reclaiming your aura and your energy field, and I help people to remove toxic soul ties from past lovers in, um, in, a, in a technique that I share with my clients. So it's really powerful and gives you an energetic reset for attracting better lovers as well. Well, can you explain a little bit of what that is? Like, what, what do you do when it's hard cutting? It's a process that you need to have that intention that you really want to get rid of that tie and that connection with that person and really commit to yourself. And it's about reclaiming your power. So it's a a process, an hour long practice that I guide someone through of actually removing those things from their energy field. Okay, let's continue this conversation after the break. What is cord cutting and how get rid of relationships that are no longer serving us? We'll be right back. The 
Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. This is the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm joined tonight by my guest, Davida. We are talking about how self-love can translate into stronger, intimate connections and so much more. So before the break, we were talking about cord cutting and how we can use this to get past relationships that are no longer serving us. So let's continue with this conversation. So one thing, it it's a, is a little woo in the practice that I guide someone through. And I've actually done this practice with clients that they've had a history of like a narcissistic ex and they had done a lot of trauma work for years. They're like, I don't feel like I have a cord with that person. But then when I guide them through this meditation and have them get in touch with their energetic the auric field, they can feel in their bodies where these cords and these attachments are. And the most important part of this is it's important that we reclaim our energy. So it's not to hurt the other person, but it's reclaiming our energetic field because our aura and our energy, as we move into a room, when we walk into a room, especially when we have a lot of self-love, that can be felt and change the energetic of the room. And often when we feel like, oh, all men are the same or all women are the same, what can be happening is the patterns that we have and the energy that we're carrying from that energetic debris from past lovers. So we want to give ourselves a, a, a reset, an energy reset by reclaiming our power and getting rid of the energy that no longer serves us. So we stop attracting that type of energy because in law of attraction, like attracts like. So the energy that you're projecting is the energy that is returning back to you. So you want to get rid of those negative energy imprints that can be within your energy body. So it's very woo it's very powerful. I've had clients be able to get out of it like a $10 million business commitment contract they had with a lover that they realized was narcissist. And a week after doing this cord removal, they were like the administrators of the company brought them in and were like, you know what, this $10 million contract we both signed together for 10 years, we're going to go ahead and dissolve that contract without any penalties, and they offer the, this woman as a dentist. You can even do dental work in one of the other practices we have, and she was completely able to step away from that person that she'd had this toxic relationship with. So it's a big, it can cause big, powerful shifts in your life. Ooh, you're on to something here. <laughs> yes. You're on to something. Yes. Well, you can let us know after the show if anybody's interested in cord cutting or any other uh, services that you offer. You can share your credentials with us and your uh, where people can get a hold of you. You've talked about how you can attract a better love by becoming your own best lover. I love this. How does this work? This is all based on even old principles of energy of with law of attraction, like attracts like. So when you want to attract someone that's a higher vibration and a higher energy frequency, you need to attract, you need to watch your energy and elevate your frequency, your energy, and I call it like elevate and like with love being in the middle of the word elevate with self-love, you're going to be able to raise and be at a higher vibration. And we're all like these magnets or we're energetic beings. So we're similar to magnets and the fact that sometimes if you try to put two magnets together, they repel one another, but other magnets are really drawn to one another. So by raising your vibration, your energy, you're going to attract those higher vibrational partners and life experiences and opportunities. So often, let's say if we want to attract someone or we're dating, like, oh, I want someone on a scale of one to 10, not just on the physical or looks, but all the way around their emotional health, their well-being, their finance, you know, their heart, all that. I want them to be a 10 
that we're over here vibrating at a four or five. Well, if we want to reach someone that's at a 10, we have to do our own inner work and, and get rid of the things that are holding us back. So we raise our vibration and then we're at a 10. So we're at a match because we need to be at an equal match for what we're wanting to attract. So just being high vibration and having intentions allows you to um, attract love and be able to love without any limits that could be holding you back. And your life starts to happen to you so magically. It's this beautiful dance you have with life whenever you're able to manage your energy. Because so often we try to control things and we try to control people. We can't do that. That's an illusion. We don't have that control when we're trying to control too many things. That can be so exhausting. Instead, we need to look at our energy our self-love, how we're showing up in the world and the way we're showing up is going to sh- reveal and bring to us the things we're wanting to attract. That's the power of manifestation and being able to date with intention. I love all that. I have one more question to ask you, all right? Uh, and it's an important one. So many of us aren't sure how to ask for what we want in the bedroom, whether that be because we're ashamed of something, our bodies, our skills, whatever it is, uh, we don't know how it's going to be received. You've mentioned that it's important to be vocal about what you want. How can we do this in a way that works for both parties? Because it can be scary. You know, and when do you have these conversations? Whenever you have a lot of self-love, you're able to have self-trust and you're able to more powerfully honor your yes, your no, and be able to ask for the things that you want. So when you start to show up more powerfully for yourself, you're able to ask these things and with more compassion and more love. And you're able to communicate more effectively with a partner and things stop being so scary and you stop holding yourself back. I love that. Well, thanks for joining us for tonight's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Tantra and self-love can lead to even stronger intimate relationships and personal satisfaction. Um, I hope that tonight was able to open your eyes to something new. Um, If you want to get a hold of Davida, you can reach her at, where can people get a hold of you? At YesTantra.com, Y-E-S-T-A-N-T-R-A. And then on all social medias and clubhouse, it's at YesTantra. And you can request a free 30-minute discovery call with me so we can find out if we're a good fit to work together and how I can support you on your journey. I love that. And she's also going to be in the sex summit that I'm going to be hosting as well. If yes. you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to my Instagram, which is official Laura Bellotta. And DM me the words, Sex Summit. Okay, and I'll send you more information on that. And you can also uh, check out my website, singleinthecity.ca, for upcoming events. And uh, if you're interested in being matched up, I can help you with that as well. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this week and every week. Until next week, ciao for now. 